Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He played his college ball at Colorado and went on to play 14 years in the NFL with the Steelers, the Patriots, and you Seahawks fans know him. Three-time Pro Bowler Chad Brown joins the Rip City Drive with Travis and Chad. He's on Twitter at ChadBrown94. Uh, Chad, I, I grew up in Colorado. I'm a big Broncos guy. I need you to level with me. What is your take on Trevor Simeon? What kind of quarterback can he be in the NFL? You know, I think Trevor's going to be a quarterback that's always going to need things around him to be successful. He's not going to be a quarterback that can go out there and win games by himself. He's going to need a good defense that's always going to kind of give him and the offense a good field position. He's going to need a running game that's going to put him in third and fours instead of third and nines and force him to go back and and scan the field, those kind of things. He's also not a guy who's a big play-minded guy. He's a lot, lot safer with the football, a lot of check downs, a lot of underneath routes. So not very exciting from Trevor Simeon, but I think he's clean enough with the football where you can win with him if you have those other components. So with Paxton Lynch, it always hurt. Is it just that he's not ready yet, or do they not think he's going to eventually be that guy? You know, it sounds as if John Elway and that front office are still in a very patient mode with Paxton Lynch, recognizing that, you know, he didn't even play under center in college. They rarely huddled in college. Now, we've seen other quarterbacks come from – similar college systems, translate that and have some good success on the NFL fields. So far, that hasn't been the case for Paxton Lynch. So it's not a talent issue. It's not an arm strength issue. It's just his ability to, I guess, make that transition from college style to pro style. I mean, heck, he was a running back for most of his high school career. So there's still some of that quarterback learning curve that he's going through. But I don't think this front office has lost patience just yet. Hey, Chad, what was your takeaway from Jamal Charles and his debut against Green Bay? It looks like he's going to make the team. How do you see him fitting in in terms of the backfield and, and how they're going to utilize him? You know, uh, we saw what we saw from him in Kansas City, a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield. We saw a guy who was uh, presents a different look to the running game uh, because of his speed component. You know, it's very similar plays to what the other Bronco backs are going to run, but because of how explosive he is, uh, the play looks and feels different defensively. It's a kind of a way of expanding the playbook without adding any additional plays just by handing the ball off to a guy like that. But I thought that the best part of his game, uh, particularly for the Broncos, because they do have some question at the offensive tackle spots, was his ability to pass protect. And oftentimes when teams want to blitz your quarterback, they ask those defensive ends to be a blitz guy who's also responsible in case the back peels out of the backfield. So if I'm pass rushing over the rookie Garrett Bowles, I've got to be conscious if Jamal Charles is in the backfield. And if I'm going to appeal blitz against him, I've got to be conscious of him running out of the backfield and me having to take my responsibility and chase him out of the backfield. Therefore, I can't rush and give Garrett Bowles my best pass rushing move if I have all those other thoughts going on in my mind. So simply by him being on the field at third down, he can make Garrett Bowles a better pass blocker. It's a great point. I saw him lay a, a drop a couple of nice chip blocks there on Saturday night. One last question about the Broncos. It looks like they're going to part ways with the former Oregon Duck, T.J. Ward. 
How will this impact the locker room? And are Justin Simmons and Will Parks ready to step up if that, if that move is done? I think the, the biggest impact will probably be in the personalities of the locker room. T.J. Ward is uh, one of the leaders in that locker room. I think he brings a certain swagger and confidence to, to that defense that the two guys you just mentioned aren't going to bring. They're just not that uh, experience uh, of players where they can walk in and have that same level of confidence. Um, but I think they present a better pass coverage option than what T.J. Ward does. T.J. Ward is a very dynamic eighth guy in the box kind of safety but with almost 70% of snaps in the NFL being nickel snaps, we had the nickel defense on the field, and the Broncos have had troubles over the last couple of years covering backs out of the backfield and covering tight ends. I think from a front office perspective, shedding some salary, and from a defensive staff perspective, coaching staff, having guys that can cover better is going to make them a better defense. Chad Brown is with us here on the Rip City Drive. So, Chad, with your buffs, obviously Jim, uh, Jim Levin is going and eight players from last year's defense, eight starters have moved on as well. So how do they come back after that dream season last year trying to keep that momentum going defensively? You know, there is going to be a bit of a, a flip going on. Last year they won a lot of games with the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think they're going to have to win this year on the offensive side of the ball. Their best position group, unlike uh, last year, which was their defensive secondary, is now their wide receiver core. So DJ Elliott, the new coordinator, has come in. He's did the smart thing, and played the same scheme. In fact, he came from a similar scheme in Kentucky, and what he did is rather than trying to bring his Kentucky terminology with him, he took the time to learn the terminology they use here in Colorado. So that transition from coordinator to coordinator has tried to, it's been as, probably as seamless as possible. Uh, but you point out there is some inexperience on the defensive side of the ball. There were guys who played roles last year, but obviously we're not starters. So replacing in secondary, that's almost all in the NFL. Replacing three guys up front who were 300 pounds plus who are all in training camps this year in the NFL, that is going to be tough for D.J. Elliott and the Colorado Buffalo's uh, defensive coaching staff. But because they've had guys who have played roles over the last couple of years, they don't feel as if it's just a bunch of brand-new guys. It's just guys who are going to be expanding their roles instead of brand-new guys to this defense. Hey, Chad, Duck fans are geeked uh, with the hire of Jim Levitt. How legit of a coach is he? You know, uh, I think Jim Levitt is a fantastic coach. Uh, obviously, the turnaround in the Colorado Buffaloes defense in two years was just uh, probably mind-blowing. I think the first year they improved almost 60, point, uh, 60 positions on the defensive rankings and got themselves in the you know, top 30 or 40, and then they took another big 30-point, 30 uh, 30-place 30 leap uh, last year. So uh, I think that was more than just, you know, players playing better. Uh, these were the same guys who couldn't get recruited to other places or who were one- or two-star recruits, but they developed them as players, and they also came up with schemes that put them in positions to be successful. So, uh, you know, there's two parts to being a, a college coach. Obviously, you have the schemes, the X's and O's of it all, where you need to have your players match the scheme that allows them to be successful. But I think the most underrated part is the part of the player development into things. It's Chad Brown with us here on the Rip City Drive. You played for the Seahawks. You understand how, how important that team is to the Northwest. How do you, how do you view them this year? I, I think they're awesome, but what's your take on the Seahawks? How far can this team go? Uh, you know, I, I think the running game and the offensive line play was really the big issue for them last year. I think Russell Wilson grew as a quarterback uh, despite being nicked up most of the year. So if he can stay healthy and continue to grow as a passer – 
You couple that with better offensive line play, some of those guys developing in a, in a running game that will take the pressure off of him, that defense is still going to be dynamic. they still got great players up front. they still got great players in the secondary. Earl Thomas coming back is perhaps the biggest you know, off-season addition, you could call it, for the Seattle Seahawks, even though he's a guy who's been there. But they really missed him last year when he went out with a broken leg. Having him back there changes the entire way they play defense, changes the way that Chris Richard, the defensive coordinator, calls that defense. If he can stay healthy back there, uh, I expect them to be a top two or three defense in the NFL. And, again, coupled with a better running game, that offense will be really good too. It seems like there are really only two or three teams in the NFC that have a chance to win the conference, and the rest of the conference is just kind of average, if you want to call it that. Do the Seahawks have as good a chance as anybody, maybe the Packers, those two teams? Or is there a big drop-off, like it seems, to the rest of the conference? I think there is. I think there is. There's always going to be a surprise team or two who just gets things going. And then we've seen over the last couple of years in the NFL, there's always a team that maybe wasn't playing so well early in the season, had some injury issues or whatever the case may be, who gets healthy and gets it on a run late in the season. But at this point, it's got to be the Cowboys, it's got to be the Packers, and it's got to be the Seahawks. Uh, the Cowboys, despite you know Ezekiel Elliott missing those first six games, I still think will be very successful this season. How many games do you think he'll miss? Will they knock any off that suspension, or do you expect it to be a full six? You know, when Von Tess Burford, a serial uh, offender, gets his suspension reduced from five games to three games, I'm, I'm assuming Ezekiel Elliott will also get a, re- a reduction in the number of games he'll be suspended, and maybe four games is what he'll end up with. Being a former player and understanding how things work and, and knowing what the players collectively bargained, does there need to be a change in the way that those suspensions, the way that, that things are handled with the league? You know, I know the league is trying to be do a better job and at least put a better face on things by having former players be the ones that when you appeal your suspension, to suspension those are the guys that you go to. When I played, it was very frustrating to get fined for hitting a quarterback and then I'm talking to a guy on Wednesday after the fine has come out who has never played the game before. It was such a frustrating process. It's like, wow, first you found me guilty. Then I appealed to you, the same guy who found me guilty, and come to find out you never even strapped on the pads. You were, you know, an operations guy at the NFL offices before you were given this, this, this office that you take now. So I know the NFL is trying to do a better job, but I'd imagine – uh, when the new CBA is negotiated, that the NFLPA will have a big push for that end of things, the enforcement end of things as far as the suspensions, the fines, all of that, and trying to have a more powerful say in that process and even how that whole uh, deal is structured from an NFL and a PA standpoint. Hey, Chad, final question. Um that 30 for 30 on Coach Mack was awesome. It, it really touched my heart, my dad's heart, and, you know, probably because we're connected to the local area. But how did you think that show came off when you had a chance to see it? And, and how much does his influence still have an impact on what you do today? Uh, I'll go second question first. Uh, Coach Mack, uh, you know, it, as a player, you obviously have lots of coaches who you enjoy and have been a big part of your life. Um, but I can honestly say I have a true love for Coach Mack. It's beyond just a like or a care. I have a love for the man. That's awesome. We may agree, we may agree disagree upon some things, uh, you know, based on his religious views or things like that, but I honestly love the man. When I came to the University of Colorado, 
I thought the last thing I need is another father in my life. I grew up with a great dad back home in Southern California. Turns out that was exactly what I needed, was having a guy like Coach Mack in my life. Uh, I would not have had the career I had at Colorado, nor would I have had the experience of playing 15 years in the NFL without his influence in my life. Uh, the first question, how did I you know, react to that 30 for 30? I thought they did an amazing job, touched on almost all those storylines that we went through at that time. And if you were to tell somebody that story, here's a team that you know, uh, starts the season 1-1-1. One, one, and one. The year before, their quarterback dies of cancer, who, by the way, has impregnated the head coach's daughter, and yet they find a way, despite all the issues and racism going on in Boulder, to come together as a team and as a community to win a national championship, they would say, okay, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing that Disney movie you're talking about. But that was really our lives, uh, and I think they did a great job portraying that time at the University of Colorado. So he really did walk guys up there and, and up above Boulder and, and, and help them visualize being there and being a part of the team. As part of the recruiting process, yes, oftentimes he would meet you at that overlook, <laughs> overlooking the boulder, and, and he would set the vision for your time at boulder. And that those phrases he used in that 30 for 30, this is going to be the springboard for the rest of your life. I heard that phrase in my living room when he came and recruited me. I heard that on my recruiting visit at the University of Colorado. And the funny part is he was exactly right. I married a woman now. I've been married for 23 years to the same woman from the University of Colorado. Congrats. I live here in the state of Colorado. I got a job in my chosen <laughs> profession playing NFL football. <laughs> my son and daughter, they both go to the University of Colorado. It has literally been the springboard for the rest of my life. Wow. You got to check them out on Twitter, at ChadBrown94. 14 years in the NFL, Steelers, Patriots, Seahawks, a three-time pro bowler. And you're going to see him a lot this year working for ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, and Compass media he'll also be on uh, the uh, broncos network covering the uh, broncos and cardinals tonight chad thanks for those sh those stories i really appreciate that it means a lot to me and uh, we appreciate your time and keep being you thanks for having me on guys i always appreciate it with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.